0: Live from the Summit in Scottsdale, Arizona, the Core Sales Training Boot Camp with Bill Puma and Jim Bass. Today's topic, maximizing your greatness tracker. Is
1: it a little hot in here or is it just me? All right. So they're, they're um, I think they're fixing the air, but I'm probably going to take off this jacket here in a minute because it's going to get hot up here. So, um, is that okay? Everyone go. I can take my jacket off? Cool. All right, so the page we are on is 54, all right, we're going to be talking about the greatness tracker, the greatness tracker. I'm going to start to let you know that it's just an honor to be up here with Jim Bass. My first summit, I still remember, and Rick talked about it, I think, that you just get to one of those coaches or one of those people and you just get like, hey, this is my guy, like I can relate to him, we're just really paying attention, and like, I, then my first summit, I'm like, I didn't know what to do, who to talk to, and he just spent a lot of time with me. Um, Our relationship has continued since then, Um, he's coached me many times, he's coaching me right now, so obviously I'm sure I'm going to get critiqued and coached on how I do in this class by by, by Jim, since he's my coach. Um, But he is an, an unbelievable example for me, and my focus right now is to continue to get my schedule tighter um to improve my family life because i think we have to work on all aspects of our life and he is an unbelievable example of that um he's got his lifting side so tight and i'm just continuing to work on getting our listing side tighter but just an unbelievable example of a father of a husband and i'm just always looking to be there he's always there if i need to call he's there he's helping out whatever i need the only thing that i can really help him out with um he's getting into coaching his son's lacrosse so I have a little more lacrosse experience than him, so I help him with that. That's about it. That's all I have on Jim Bass. So.
2: <laughs> Jim Bass. He's way too humble, i got to tell you guys. He's way too kind and he's way too humble. So, uh, again, I, I, I'm at the old age now, you know, to where these great people are passing me. Like, And Phil didn't even hesitate. K. Uh, so Jay, I mean, some of these guys, they're, they're stomping on me on the way, and, I, and I'm all about it. I'm in a different point in my journey. Um, I'm, as Phil said, I'm trying to be super balanced right now. I'm super blessed to have fallen in love with lacrosse, um, and I'm using lacrosse to help my guys get to the cross. right? So I've got a big movement with FCA and uh, Young Life and... Um, you know, if you guys are able to lean into your communities there's there's a lot of help needed out there there's a lot of uh confusion there's a lot of anger there's a lot of frustration out there, a lot of horrible messages out there um and you know for me at this point and in greatness tracker and, and and great people like phil um are a way to find that balance right i mean i've got what do we we've got to get like eighty hours worth of work done in forty hours right? Greatness tracker is a great barometer for that, you know, so trying to figure out how we can make all that happen and and get it done in a timely fashion so that we can have that balance. And somebody said, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm trying to figure out what the finish line looks like, right? Is that age? Am I worthless? Am I not good anymore? Is it I don't love the job? I don't love the grind anymore? Is it money? Is it health? You know, what is it? So I'm trying to find that metric, but in work, to figure out where the finish line is, it's a greatness tracker. And I think Roy had a great example this morning. What, what he tell us on a greatness tracker? If it's new, it's not true. And if it's true, it's not new. Right? I mean, this is the basics. Phil and I are going to reiterate what you need to do to be great during the day. Right? I, I, I sat in a class that uh, Phil and John By taught yesterday. Uh, I took a page and a half of notes on well, mail call visit. This greatness tracker. I took a page and a half of notes. And again, at this level to be in this room, it's little, you know, it's a couple degrees here and a couple degrees here. And that's what I love about this organization so incredibly transparent about how broken we are, and I'm like, Ugh, okay, not that road. Hey, that one's kind of okay, but this one, that's good, right? Go down that one, that right? So we can share, and, and we're kind of uh, more so me and uniquely qualified to help lead some because I've screwed up so many times and so often. So, again, I think it's that greatness track that kind of gives us that barometer to be able to share that and figure that out. i we going to start with yeah. ha- how we make that happen. How how do we leverage it the most?
1: Perfect. So Jim talked about things not being new. So if you were in my mail call visit, a lot of that relates to the greatness tracker stuff. But the tracker, the greatness tracker allows us to track all of those mail call visits and events and that kind of stuff. So that's what we're going to look at. And it's called greatness for a reason. Literally, if you do one thing and just fill this, you could suck as a salesperson and you will close business just literally fill this out, all right? You can be, I mean, if you just do this, you will succeed. You can be disorganized and fly by the seat of your pants like I do. My team keeps me in order, but I am a disaster. But my responsibility to the team is to fill that up, right? To fill that up. Make sure I'm making my calls, do my thing. So I do that. I love to talk to people. I love to meet with people. So it's super easy for me to fill it. But like Jim said, it's a barometer. So what we're going to start with doing Like, if you're going to track stuff, we need to know there is some numbers on there. The only numbers that are really missing is ones that are down at the bottom, because that's custom to you, all right? At the end of the week, you need to know, did I win or not? Did I succeed or not? And this greatness tracker is what that is, all right? So first of all, you need to know, how many deals do I need to do a week, all right? How many deals do I need to do a week, all right? Because that, at the end of the week, did you win or did you lose? All right. Did you hit your goal? I always look at that. If you know how many to do per year, you divide it by a month and you divide it by the weeks. So you know how many deals you need to do per week. All right. If you know your lead conversion, which we all should know that, you need to know how many leads, annual leads you need, how many monthly leads you need, and how many weekly leads you need. So we're going to start with that. I want everyone to know how many leads do I need a week? And how many deals I need to do a week? So we're going to start right with table work out of the gate so we can start with that. All right, I want every one of you to talk about, do your calculations, know how many you need um, lead-wise and how many deals you're going to do. Stephen right,
2: Covey says start with the end in mind, right? Yep. So that is, that's the finish line, that's the barometer. You guys are all, most of you are in coaching, so you have a database, uh, a dashboard, right? That's your number, right? And what you, it's your, your pay log numbers that we're looking and work backwards to figure out how many transactions you need to pay the bills, to make the money, to save the money, to give the money, right? So go around your table and go ahead and and work backwards to figure out how many leads you need at your current conversion rate, how many appointments it would take to get that.
1: All right, we're going to come back. Come back. Come back. I know we're salespeople, and all like to talk, especially when you want to tell everyone your big number that you're going to be doing. <laughs> so, your pay log number, like how many units for your volume, those units—that's what you should—that number should be how many deals you're doing, right? Your pay log. So for me, I have to do 300 deals per year. So 300 deals per year divides out to 25 deals per month, which comes out to be practically five or so per week, five to six per week. Simple math, right? I know my lead conversion, right? So I know my lead conversion is at 25%. So I need 1,200 leads a year. That's 100 leads a month, 25 leads a week. So I know I need 25 leads per week to be able to close that five to six deals. So I need a deal a day, practically, if you look at the numbers. But I know that. So if I don't get a deal today, I know I need to get two tomorrow. If I don't get two tomorrow, then I need three the next day. Right? For me, it's simple, right? It's a simple math and numbers. You know, at the end of the day, that I win, that I achieve my goal, that I get my one deal. So you need to know that. All right, so I'm going to pick on some people to see what their numbers are. Let's go, with Randy, what do you got?
0: Um,
1: cool. How many leads is that per a week?
0: That's while we've been
1: checking Okay. Cool. Chris, you have that calculated on your first time attendee?
0: <laughs> um, my goal is 75 deals to the year, um, which would mean I need 300 leads if so I'm using a percent conversion. So I'm not sure of my conversion rate because so much of my business is referrals, mm-hmm. so I went with a very conservative twenty five percent.
1: Cool. And you'll know your conversion rate. You're going to know it to a T, right? We'll know it to the T. And I do it at the end of every year, find out how many leads I got, how many we closed. I'll know my conversion rate, and then if I want to do some more business, I've got to get this many more leads. It's, it's simple. If you have the data, you can track the data, you can make changes. Zach, what do your numbers look like? So
0: I'm doing 50 deals this year, and I'm converting at about 35%. So I really only need three to four leads sure. in my numbers, but that's not what really I okay. I
1: was going to say, what else are you going to do all the day? i gonna <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right.
3: get more leads and put that conversion rate.
1: Sweet. And that's what it is. Sometimes you look at these numbers like, really, that's all I need? Mm. This is easy. I can just r- blow my business up. Jay, what do you need? Or Jamie. Jamie, raise your hand. Jay and Jamie. You guys, what? We started
3: tracking separately. team, they're at thirty six percent conversion rate and mine final sixty seven. Mm-hmm. I get 300. I can do 200 deals. Sweet. But if I calculate their leads
1: my warm leads, then I don't convert at 67. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. So you can break those up and then kind of have, I have a merged one. So I still, I keep, I, on my greatness tracker, I have both mine and my team's leads, so I kind of merge it. And literally, if I get more warm leads, um, just like Zach was talking about, I'm going to really blow up even more because the conversion is going to be even better. Jay, what are your numbers?
2: Real, real, real quick, before you guys to do Jimmy, I think that's important. I, I think as business owners, we need to know both right? right. We, we're super converters. Like this guy is super charming. I'm sure he out converts warm leads two to one for me. So it's, as team leaders, we're converting at, at a much higher number. Um, but we need to know as a company, because P&L-driven companies, we're, it's always a barometer on uh, profit and loss, right? So we're, we're driven by the data. We're driven by the numbers. So we need to know what resources we're spending and are we getting a return on that investment. So that's company dollar and then your individual production. So I think you're right on, and I believe Phil's model and Jamie's model actually, and, and Kay personal production team brokerages for the future of the market, right? None of the independent cats, none of the 1099 people. So I think it's very important to have personal production, and until we're just stand alone that way, our conversion. And then team company dollars, so we can see what that looks like.
1: That cool. a good
3: question. Yep. So when you're doing conversion numbers, I've Janet done it this way, just kind of what you were saying is actually to check out what my conversion is on the norm, on right? Like net, and then non net, see what you're looking at starting and what you spend on those non net leads versus your net leads to see like if you're trying to grow your business, what makes that? Because obviously your conversion rate is going to be higher, typically on the net, But where, if you're actually spending money on the non-met, what's your highest conversion rate and where that money's going? Do
1: you want you want to repeat that like quick yeah. sort of repeat. And, but what was the met?
3: So, you your warm people,
4: like
2: the people that you know, like oh, people that you've actually M-E-E-T. Yeah, okay, meet, met. Okay,
3: yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. we were confused. Twenty eight years, that's kind of new stuff. All right, Cutting edge. <laughs> you know, I spend money.
3: I, I have a team, so I spend money on you know some type of resources, and I want to see where my best return on investment. Yes. And break it down. Yes. So there's one thing that I am spending money on that the the lead was the conversion rate was higher. Yep. And so what really turned out was the, um, the dollar, the amount of the
2: sale was higher. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that does skew a little bit. So two, two ratios we're looking for. So the question was, um, how do we quantify or differentiate between basically different sources of business? And you'll hear us talk a lot about warm leads, warm business, to the point that, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it yet, but we're upgrading the lead tracker come the first of the year right, that we need some delineation on CCRs because that's a big barometer, because that has the highest conversion rate of anything else, right? So to, to, the, to, the, to the question, um, you have to, it depends how much um, breakdown you want to do, because we're looking at conversion ratio and closing ratio, right? Conversion ratio, depending upon how much data driven you want to get, is did the lead raise their hand and did you convert them? Did they agree to come meet with you? Did they agree to uh, see property? Did they show, I mean, uh, sign a listing agreement or buy a broker agreement, right? So on my team, when a new lead, when a new cold lead comes in, not met, I think you called them. Uh, it was a new <laughs> cold lead that, that comes in. Uh, it's been warmed up to the point that the, the, the prospect is interested within purchasing in 90 days. My buyer agent gets two weeks, 14 days to convert them an appointment, if they're unable to convert them to an appointment where the client will not come in and meet, sign a listing agreement, meet our lender, uh, you know, do a buyer broker consultation, um, then we throw them into the pond and then anybody can fish for them. So, as conversion is they'll come meet with us and then close. Did we get paid? Like, who really cares about, I mean, it's, 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 we love watching this, especially as coaches. Uh, Kay's seen this for years as well. The lead tracker will be dominated by ice-cold ca- cold leads, not Mets, right? Cold leads, yet you look at a pay log, it's always people who know us, like us, and trust us, right? Personal friends, referral partners, past clients, um, realtors. So that's the, the good data. And then the one other delineation in data is going to be listing side versus buy side. Okay. So we dominate on the list side. We, we're, our, our goal is 20 units a month. But I'm looking for 12 on the listing side. So I'm looking for four listing appointments every week. It's a nullometric we track. I'm looking for four listing appointments every week. Not that I suck and I only converted 75, but that's 16 leads, 16 listing leads for the month. 75 will go ahead and list. Um, and and the, the, the all 100 will eventually list, probably. Um, but you've got to stick with it, and that's the beauty of lead tracker and conversion and greatness tracker knowing these numbers, because this will flow down into our lead tracker. We had four listing settlements last month that were over four years. One was seven years that has been in the incubation from, from a listing prospect. So... I don't suck at converting at 75%, but that number works for us. So if they get me four listing appointments a week, we'll get three listings out of it. That'll give me 12, 12 listing settlements a month, and then the buy side's got to step up and do eight on that side. So
1: So obviously, you know, we kind of went off, and really we just want to find out leads and deals. Um, Lead Tracker is going to break that down even more detail, but what I want on this is just a really broad number of how many leads... And how many deals? Some of those are going to be cold. Some of those are going to be warm. It might be a week of all warm leads and you close 10 deals, right? Um, or it might be a deal of a week of all cold leads. But really, this is just your barometer. Um, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, we will break down the lead tracker. Um, so that's, again, another form that we will do it. But um, obviously, once we have the leads, then we're going to be doing our face-to-faces. We're going to be doing our break break breads and talk-to to be able to convert them. So we're going to start with face-to-faces first. There's even some confusion of what a face-to-face is, so I want to make sure everyone is on the same page. So that is a listing appointment. A listing appointment face-to-face is a face-to-face. A buyer consultation, if you're meeting with a buyer, if you're showing buyer property, that is a face-to-face, all right, you're face-to-face. It is um, times that you're just meeting with a previous client, you know, meeting with a business partner, a future business partner, a builder. Anytime you're face-to-face with someone that you can either ask for business, right, um, for their business or for some referral business. So it is face-to-face meeting with someone. Before your question real quick, B, anything else I missed on face-to-faces? No. What, we're going to talk about like how we set it up, what we do, but it no. counts as a face-to-face.
2: Yeah. No, I think you're clear on the definition of that. Why, why, do, you, why do you like face-to-faces?
1: I, I mean, my main goal right away is to get in front of somebody. I think I can convert. quadruple the amount if I can get face-to-face so our buyers and I know a lot of people listings what we get face-to-face right away right buyers do we get face-to-face right away raise your hand if you do not get face-to-face right away all right most of us all right that has changed our conversion we get face-to-face right away we do a buyer consultation just like we do a listing presentation why wouldn't you do a buyer presentation all right, we have a PowerPoint for sellers. We have a PowerPoint for buyers. We do the same thing. Why are we treating them any different, All right? Then you're talking to them for a few months and you know nothing's gonna come on the market, right? So literally they'll just go to another realtor and think you're not working for them. Get face to face so they understand the market. You can tell them how bad the market is, right? What they're gonna need to do to get a property, how long they might need to wait, right? How much over they're gonna have to pay? What's their deposits gonna look like? Because then you have that consultation, they might not be ready to buy. They might not want to payover price. So why are we going to waste time on making our phone calls to this person if it's, it's almost like working with someone who's not qualified? They need to get with a lender right now. If they're not willing to do that, why are we wasting time calling them, right? So make sure we have that buyer consultation just like we do on a listing consultation right away. B, do you have a question?
3: Yeah. So I have a showing assistant. Correct. And when, so I don't take buyers out at all. Okay. She takes all the buyers out.
1: Um, she takes
3: all the internet leads out. Mm-hmm. Does that count as a
1: station? No. Does not. Not no. So here's the difference in um, in your conversion. So the question was, I'm repeating the question because this class is going to be recorded. So if you hear us repeat it, that's the reason why we're doing it. The question is. Can you count your showing assistant or buyer's assistant's appointments when they get face-to-face? The answer is no. The one thing I would change, I do not show every buyer. I show every once in a while, but I, I, will, I go to probably 85 to 90% of the listing appointments. I mean, do you have someone that just supports. Again, I'm out of town right now. They're doing listing appointments, right? Buyer consultations, I do about 60% of those, 60 to 70%. Which ones do you think have the better conversion? When I'm sitting down with them or when there's someone else that's down with them? Right, when I sit down with them. It's going to be the same with you. You're the best salesperson on the team. Literally, the buyer consultation takes me five to ten minutes. Five to ten minutes. They come to the office and I go over it. If they're coming from out of town, raise your hand if you have a lot of people moving to your area, right? A lot of people moving all over this country. I do it over Zoom. We are still face-to-face. It's over Zoom, but they get to see me. They're not for three, four, five months when they come to town, Right? They get to see me face to face on Zoom, I share my screen, I go over the presentation. Right? Get face to face right away on Zoom. You know, there's sellers that are out of the country, out of the area that it might be a vacation property, second property. I get on Zoom right away. Get face to face with that listing presentation or that buyer presentation. Do you only count
4: one on one that face to face if you pull
0: it out with the guy that you
4: work out with regularly? or you call with regularly? you count with the other
1: so that's a question if you're meeting with, you know, mm-hmm. two or three people, is it how many face to face? So if I'm meeting with a couple, that's one, right? If I'm meeting with two people, like two different people, which could be two different referring partners, I will count that as two, right? If you start getting into multiple, we start calling those into events that'll go down under the events. Um, so that's kind of how we count them. I do not count if we're just hanging out, if we're not discussing real estate referral business. So I work out with a lot of guys every day. I work out. Um, they send me, you know, some of them send me business. or it could be builders that I catch up with just on a friendly basis. If we're not talking business, I do not count that as a face to face. I do not count that as a face to face. So it has to be a business conversation, asking them for their business, or asking them for referrals. Bless you. So that's kind of how I ask those questions, Keely. Uh, yes, I count those because here's the thing is, if I if I talk to one of my VIPs or meet with them, you know, multiple times. And that to me, that's another opportunity in that bat. And if it's a VIP that's sending me a lot of transactions, I like to meet them as much as I can. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I would count that. That's great. But before
2: we drop into calls, though, too, why do you guys think face-to-face is at the top of this form? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, highest conversion. Highest conversion. Yeah. Why is it the highest conversion?
0: It's personal.
2: personal. What? Create a connection. Create a connection. Mm-hmm. Name to the face. A lot of people don't do it.: We're salespeople. We're most influential. Matching and mirroring, right? Trying to figure out this profile, who's the dominant, who's the decision-maker? Anybody ever walk into a listing appointment and get ready to shake the guy's hand and get knocked out and the wife grabs you? You do. Now the presentation's going over here, right? We can read body language, right? Same thing with Zoom, too. I love that. Like, And it helps you. We did a whole class yesterday on Zoom. Face-to-face allows us to talk in a language that they understand, right? If you're talking to me, I'm a DC. Don't waste my time, and you better give me very specific bullet points. If some I salesperson, which is most of you, comes in here all fluffy and fluffy talking about... Rose petals and how house marketing is so great, and you're going to have big parties and everything. I just want to look at analytical data. We're not going to connect. So our close ratio is so much better when we're face-to-face. We can see the body language. We can determine whether they're a, a dominant personality or a more stable and compliant or a party person, you know, um, and helps us. So it's our highest conversion.
1: I, I agree 100%. And I know it's a disc class, um, and really, if you can read those clients, and I think you can read them more in person than you can sometimes over the phone. You can do some over the phone, but I just, I just think just being influential, being able to convert. We got a couple questions. at Alex, and then we had Ken. Alex. Yes, you personally show
0: property. That exactly.
1: okay. yes. That 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 is correct. If I personally show property, if I'm showing you property, I'm trying to convert you. That counts. And you know what? I'm going to ask for a referral too. So I'm going to show, right? Ask you for your business, and ask for a referral, right? So.
0: Ken. Oh, uh, um,
1: uh, I'm sorry. I, I can't. I can't. I can't see that far. So.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> hey, Kevin. Yesterday, Rick was saying how nobody's going to come to his office
0: without getting pooped. They're going to get fed. Correct i was just curious, if if I have a new buyer console or something, somebody comes in and and we're talking real estate and I feed them, does that now become a breaking
1: bread? (laughs) (laughs) So so the question was, you meet with a buyer and you feed that buyer, is it breaking bread? So to me, if I am meeting with someone and we have food, it's breaking bread. If there's food, it's breaking bread. So it's going to go to that breaking bread conversation. Because again, are we going to break bread with everyone? No, I mean, not everyone. We would be really big and fat. So so it looks like you're going to have more break breads than you are. So then then we'll have to work on fitness and all that kind of stuff, too. (laughs) That's your greatness tracker. So, um, yes, if you're having food, to me, that is a break bread.
2: uh, Yeah, you want to define break bread. So break bread is breaking bread, literally having food, having a drink, grabbing a cup of coffee. Those are usually our three break bread categories. You can have up to three. Per, per event, before it becomes an event. So to me, never eat alone, and always loyalty uplift. Like, hey, Rob, I, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing a guy who's going to be relocating the area. This guy Phil Puma. He's like a freak of nature. He's just the most charming guy ever, but he's super dialed into athletics. I think he's a great guy you could benefit from meeting. So I'm going to bring him to lunch tomorrow. Who do you think I could benefit from meeting Right, I want to make sure I'm, I'm loyalty uplifting my VIP or somebody like that because that's our Monday calls. Right, we're not there yet, but our Monday calls are simply closing for appointments to get face to face because then our close ratio goes so high. So when we're breaking bread, I want them to bring others. Like tables are for four, right? That's three extra people. Super efficient. You could kill break breads twice in one week with two 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 meals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, one thing with um face to faces that I'm gonna talk about and I think Jim is unbelievable at this and he really holds me accountable to this being my coach. Before the week starts, your schedule should be set with your face to faces. It shouldn't be like who am I gonna to meet today? Do I need to call some people to meet today? <laughs> like it, am I right? Like, you know, to, you know, you know, it's just having that schedule and having it set. Your your appointments, your face to faces and your break breads should already be aligned, right? Your Calls are super easy. We have theme days, they're gonna print the list. So have your face to faces scheduled for the week. Have your break the breads scheduled for the week. We have questions? So I I you
0: not work on a lot of buildings You're on Friday you're talking about data or later. Mm-hmm. Day, it's, about, it's like a two second. I'm just curious if you count back to the engaged and having a full conversation
1: about so the question was, if you just stop in really quick and someone's busy, whether it's a VIP or you know, a business person or builder, um, really quick. If it's just like really quick, I do not count that. I want to have like at least a few conversations. And if, if it's like, hey, Phil, I don't have any deals for you now, but I will call you soon as I ask them, I'm going to count that, right? Because they know why I'm coming in. I had a face-to-face, I got face-to-face with them. I'm, I'm going to count that as a face-to-face. Um, so it just all depends. If it's like, hey, I'm, you know, they're sitting down with a client and it's kind of like, just a, hey, waves to them. I'm not going to count that. So, yes. So, you're talking about the metrics and the amount of people you're meeting and talking to? It's literally to blow them out of the water. Do them. That's a minimum. That metric, you're right. It is a metric. It's a minimum. But the more you do, and Rick talks about this all the time, the reason why he does more business than anyone else, he talks with more people and meets with more people. Right? Again, the more people you talk to, the more people you meet with, You're just going to do more business. Obviously, your conversion, if your salesmanship, is better. But like I said before, if you fill this and you suck as a salesperson, you will close a lot of business.
2: And when sure. you join us, yes, we will hold you to those minimum standards. <laughs> what, what, Otherwise, do if, what do you mean
1: if? It's when he uh, joins. When, uh, yes. yes. when,
2: when you join, that will be your minimum standards we'll hold you to. Otherwise, you'll become BFFs with Ms. Rita Casey in the back because you'll be paying fines to the charities that she likes to contribute to. So, yes, those are the minimums. Why is break bread second up there on the face-to-faces? Why is that so high in the rankings? Seems like it should be higher. Okay. <laughs> Hardest to schedule?
0: Maybe it's more for like future business
2: when you, when you sit down. Working relationships? There's something weird that happens when you break bread. They relax. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you... They overshare. Like, some of you have heard this, but it's the weirdest thing i ever had. So I finally got the biggest break bread I've ever had. And I'm a small bedroom community about an hour northwest of D.C., 255,000 people, one hospital, one newspaper. And so I'm at, at breakfast, or lunch actually, and it was the president of the hospital, it was the president of the bank, and it was um, two law partners. And... We're eating, and I'm, like, freaking out. Like, where's this topic going to go? Like, they're highly educated. I'm not. Like, we're, we're, I'm, like, super intimidated. And they start talking about rotating clothes in their closet. <laughs> I'm like, what the? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, I'll put the blue ones over here. And I'm like, what? The? I mean, literally, they just began oversharing, and then it eased into whitewater rafting and not shaving and taking care of their bodies for a week. And these are, like, These are the trustee, these are the platinum-level trustee members in town, $50,000 donors, and they're just, it's kind of weird. So break bread is really a way, why why do we break bread here at the summits? We deepen the relationship. The guards come down, it's a natural, natural, innate type of thing. So you can share, that's when, if you're really good. You kind of got the it's all about you. If you didn't do that at the initial consultation for the old clients, you're kind of filling out some of their, their notes, like break, talking about sports teams, talking about what's happening with their families, you know, forward dialogue and stuff like that. But So break bread. Please. No, I agree.
1: And obviously when you add a little alcohol and a little bit of a buzz, <laughs> a little bit of a buzz they open up even more. Um, Kevin, you had a question?
0: Um, Kind of going back to how you said, have your appointments already planned, like a week out, like, do you have any tactics that we can use where we look at our calendar for the next week, like, towards the end of the current week? Yep. If it's not filled, like, any tactics on what we can do to try to get those
4: uh,
1: Yep. So the questions are tactics around um, looking at your schedule and filling it in advance. So I time block my schedules and we fill those. Gaps. like So all my calls, and we're going to go to the theme day calls, as you're making the calls for this week, you're scheduling the next week. So you shouldn't be behind the eight ball calling and scheduling for this week. So you're calling and scheduling for the week, two weeks in advance. And your team, as you grow a team, your team has to be part of it. Like my team is back there now, filling my week. I'm not going to get there Monday and be like, what the hell am I doing this week? It's going to be pretty much full. And, they're, and if not, they're going, I'm going to know what spots are available and I'm going to make some phone calls to fill those spaces. That's how I work it. Jim is even 110 times better than me. so how do you feel? Well, and situation? again,
2: if you guys were in the delegation class, we talked about that daily team meeting, right? It's the metrics. Yep. Like, I, 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 need four, I need four listing appointments for me this week, right? I need to know how many unconverted leads we've got. I need to know how many um, buyer signed listing agreements we have for the month. So if I'm behind, like Phil said, I mean, I don't like working overtime. Like, I, I, I got to get it done and be super compressed, so we have to know those numbers, right? But different things we're talking about, too. So um, it, different mailers that we've done about, do you know how much equity your home is hiding? Like, people are really freaking out with 20%, 25%. I mean, good Lord, he, uh, Chris had almost 50, 50% appreciation on his house over, over a year or two. So having these conversations with people, just doing a, a, a drop-by and, and, and talking about valuation, and, and we'll, we'll circle back around and send them uh, market opinions of their house so they have that, Again, four or five of my listings last month were from people that we had incubated for four to seven years that were just, so it's just deepening those relationships, helping people understand those values, because then when you're there providing a thing of value, reaffirming your professionalism, hey, was this helpful? Oh my gosh, yeah, we didn't really know, I can't believe their numbers are gone, I know, great. Who are the next two people that you know that I should be having this conversation with? They may not be ready to sell yet. but. If they had this information, it might be helpful. And then shut up. Right? We all like to talk through the clothes. Ask a very wide open question and then wait because the next one who talks loses or wins. Right? Right? So real quick, too, before we um, finish up on this section, uh, and Phil, uh, again, a uh, great opportunity with him, too. Um, youth, youth coaching. Right? I got that list. I got every parent's name. I got every, I got Johnny running around, Johnny and Sally running around, Jim Bath Group all over the back of them, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Power Camp, like big corporate sponsors. There's great opportunities for us to win-win, right? To uh, be influencers in the community, to to really help move the needle in, in, in young people's lives. Um, And then win-win, right? I'll sponsor all those and dollars at you anyhow and help it out um, to get all the contact information. So these meetings, as as, uh, Phil said, don't have to be all straight listings, all bios, referral partners. You can check in. Like some of the VIP calls I have, and I know we're not there yet, but um, I'll be doing getting the guys to come break bread. It's it's my my buddies, my, my guys I coach with. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm making my VIP calls. Uh, You know, you're top of my list. I just want to reach out. I'm like, dude, what do you mean VIP? Like, that's crazy. That's weird, you know. I'm like, I'm serious. (laughs) Like, my guy's a Homeland Security guy. I'm like, what you do, if, if it weren't for what you did for us in the community, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. I know we talk smack. I'm legit. You're a very important person in my life, and like I, I can roll down and give him some honor and gratitude. And I generally feel this way.
1: Um, oh, we but have, we have one more. One, okay, one good. Question, yeah. And then, move, and then you move on. One question, and we'll move on. Yeah, bill.
3: Break,
1: we'll break the bread. Do we always cover the bill? I mean, it, it depends. Sometimes I get invited if Jim invites me, and he jumps at the bill. Just all depends. Usually, if I'm doing the inviting. Then, then we're going to take care of it. So, again, that's case by case depends. That's a great question, though. Yeah,
2: it was. Um, and, again, so uh, coaching, uh, scouts, Cub scouts, daisies, brownies, girl scouts, youth leader, bunco clubs, great organizations, right? Be the facilitator in these organizations. Anybody uh, need to improve uh, their friend's score on their seven boxes of life, right? I-, I learned this the hard way. If you say no enough times, They'll stop calling, right? So let's bounce that life. Poker clubs, book clubs, golfing, bowling, all of these are face to face interactions. And I'm telling you, we have the most interesting profession out there. There is not an option to not discuss real estate when we're in the room. We don't have to initiate it, they will be all up in your business, I'm telling you. So the more people you're touching, The more opportunities you have.
1: Yeah, I coach like Jim does, so there's a lot more opportunities to build your list, build people to meet with, talk to. Um, I have a workout group I work at every day. Um, Obviously, those are guys that I'm talking to, seeing on a regular basis. But like Jim said, the conversation always comes out about real estate, right? And right now, what does the general public think about us? (laughs) Right? Right? right, You guys are crushing it. It must be awesome. You know what my response is? No, it kind of (laughs) sucks. I'm like, I don't have, I got a ton of buyers. I feel bad that I can't find them houses. So what I need from you, I go right into it. It's so easy. I need more houses to sell so I can put these first-time home buyers, these previous clients, these people that have been looking for a house for a year into a house. So can you do me a favor? If you hear of any neighbors, any friends, any business people, can you please just let me know if they have a house to sell? I don't say, do I I need a listing, right? Do they have a house to sell so I can find this buyer? But then what am I going to try and do? Get the listing. So tell them, it, I mean, with so many of us like, oh yeah, so it's good, right? How many of you respond the way I just did, right? Who responds that way? You don't. Have an opportunity to ask for a referral, right? Then you can write it on your sheet too. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it gives you an opportunity. You ask for business. So turn it around. Always end and ask for business, right? I made the mistake back there when the market was great. And I was like, oh yeah, great. It's awesome. It's great. It was someone that I talked to on a regular basis. Went to go list with someone else. He just, you know why he did? Because it was one of his wife's friends who just started in the business and he thought I was too busy. Because I was like, oh yeah, I'm like running crazy. It's like, you know, I'm so busy. He thought I was too busy. right? He sent me referrals but he didn't bring me his personal business because I never asked for it. And the way I responded to those conversations when he asked me about the business. So, take that in consideration of how you respond when someone asks you about the market. All right? And that goes to face-to-face and break bread, and we're going to move on to phone calls. I'm going to have Jim start with our Monday, so our call theme day is going to be on the next page. You it's going to be on page um, 55, which is going to be VIPs. Yes. you want to push them in table work real quick before we yeah. jump into that? Yeah.
2: You're the... right. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So, um, let's, uh, let's just take a quick 90 seconds or so, decompress on some of that, find out what you could or should be doing a little bit better. Um, for breaking breads or face-to-face appointments, right? With some uh, tactic, a target, an audience, a category, just something you can do. Again, this is the highest and best conversion part of the whole greatness tracker, right? You want to spend some energy on this part, right? 90 seconds.
1: I'll give you a hint. If you're not doing a meeting with buyers, meet with buyers right away. (laughs) (laughs) Come back. Salespeople, hi hi, stop talking. <laughs> Come back. Um so we're not gonna share, but obviously just write those things down. Um and get them done. Add them. Don't just write them down, right? Have an accountability partner. Tell your coach if you're being coached, I got this from this class, I need to implement it. Hold me accountable. Push me to do it. So have some accountability, get those things done. We're gonna go right into um calls, um theme day calls, what we're gonna do. We're gonna start with Jim with VIPs.
2: So VIP is Monday, most important day of the week, right? Highest level of conversion. People know us, like us, and trust us. These are influencers in town, movers and shakers. Um, every Monday, you'll get a video from your coach reminding you that you need to connect with at least 15. Have conversations with at least 15 in your top 50, right? What's that look like? It's simple. Simple acronym Ford, right? Again, nothing new. Family, occupation, recreation dreams. Seems so silly. It's not. We all live in such a hustle and bustle world. Ever, I guarantee you, I know no, I know more about my VIPs than a lot of their siblings. Like when I'm talking about family, hey, how's it going? Um, I know some, somebody got redirected because of COVID. They, they're going to be able to attend that wedding or not? Like, and I'm jotting down the notes, right? How's it going to work? I know you guys were going back in September, or now you push back the end of the year. You know, COVID's an easy conversation for everybody. What are you doing for fun? You know, you're getting in, uh, we're heading into snowboard season. You guys got any trips? Are you going to be able to go? You know, or not? And then here's the big one. Rick dropped. This nugget on else, and he shared it a little bit on the stage today. The dream book. Mm-hmm. You guys should have a freaking dream book on every, especially every one of your VIPs. And what's that look like? Hey, Clay. Like we've been running. I know you've been in the house ten years. I know you're happy. End of the cul-de-sac. We've lots of the parties there. It's a good time, right? Is this your? Is this the final? Is this the dream house? I know it's good. I know it's cool. But is this? Is this your dream house? Well, I mean, you know, I would always like, okay, what would, you, what would that look like? You know, what, what, money is cheap. If you're ever going to go for the dream house, it's now. Let me just, let's get real clear on what that looks like. Is it acreage? Is, he, has a, he has a daughter who has down. He's going to have, then he needs an ancillary house on his property. He has a very special need. So as I get really more clear, you know, about what, the, what, what we're going to need, as I'm just, I drop him these houses. And every once in a while, he's like, oh, man, that's a stretch, but that might be perfect for us long-term. Are you personally dropping the conferences? What do you mean dropping them? Are you finding those greenhouses and sending them to them? I don't see you doing oh, yeah, on the, on the MLS. Oh, I don't jump into the MLS. Huh? No, 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 not so much <laughs> more. No, but, no, I, I mean, my, my RP1 EA does, I mean, it all comes off the notes. Clay's looking for 1.1. I, I give him five criteria, because it's got to be wide right? wide parameter. So that's, that's quick. If I get an MLS as a C, I'm lost for 35 minutes.
1: So exactly what Jim said. As long as you're doing it someone. I mean, it depends. Like I'm, I'm in there every day. That's the first thing I do is like I have a little tickler that says new listings. I'm not in there. Okay, all, those pull up the new listings, right? In, there, in our area. And I just look at them. And I'm like, who can this fit? Right? My, te- my sales team, they're all doing it too. I'm doing it. They're doing it. And if I see a really cool house, I'll say, hey, in our team meeting, because I do it beforehand. That's part of what I do before the team meeting. I saw this really cool house. Anyone we know can fit in this house. You guys have anyone on their dream book, right? That's how I, I mean, Rick talked about it. That's how I found him. I found him with waterfront property, right? He told me that. I'm still looking for a farm. He wants a big farm, some acreage. So those are two things he had on on his list. I literally showed him two lots and sold one for $4 million, right? I mean, just have them on the list. Your VIPs are going to be the guys that make the most amount of money, right? And I just literally would call him sometimes like, no, some people be like, no. I said, well, how about for fun? Let's just go look at it for fun. I want to go look at the property anyways. You want to join me with it? Let's just go look at it for fun. I mean, it's a really cool house. I'd love to see it. I mean, it had this really cool pool. It's infinity pool. The dock was like, I've never even seen this dock, this nice. Let's go check it out. you mind checking out with me? We'll go to coffee after, whatever it is. They're your VIPs. They said, so I'm like, just go hang out, right?
2: What else is going to happen on that? <laughs> Guys <laughs> like this will probably write the check, but if they don't, They're going to tell all the buddies at the golf club later on, hey, gay man, check out this property. My realtor showed me this house for like 2.5. Had this crazy, sick infinity pool. They will become our sales force. It's not really right for me because we need an auxiliary house, but I don't know. You and Kirsten, I think it's going to be just right, you know. Your realtor now specializes in 2.5 million dollar houses, Right? So make them viral. They are the, Remember the top, to make that top fifty crew. They are the influencers, right? They are the movers and shakers in town. They know everybody's business, or they have employees in everybody.
1: Lisa, how do you start
3: your VIP list, or how do you develop an
1: it? So that's a great question. And that's great. what I was going to talk about too. Like you have to have your list, right? You have to have your list, and your list has to be prepared for you, um, and on your desk, right? And again, when we call through it, it needs to be top to bottom. Don't pick your favorite, cool one that you—it's easy to talk to. So top to bottom on your list, and your team has to have it prepared for you. How do you get your list together? You know, Jim had some um, comments he mentioned. You know, his lacrosse coaches that are on, on coaching with him, right? Um, to me, I look at it as it's somebody that knows you, likes you, that's really influential, that will be that outgoing person that refers you. It doesn't I mean it, it can be a business person, it could be an attorney, um, it could be financial planner, it could be a builder, it could just be someone that is the life of the party, and you know they're gonna tell everyone about you. It doesn't it doesn't to me, it doesn't need to be that person that's gonna be at a party and sit in the corner by themselves unless someone comes and talks to them, right? Now, I think there need to be a lot of high eyes just out there just always referring you out. There's people that like you will use you but they're not gonna refer you out. I think the VIP list needs to be there. Um I think your team needs to be on the VIP list cuz they to me they're looking to get CCRs they need to get their database you know so I think it needs to be there your family my mom is one of my biggest referring partners right um, she has a really thick Italian accent but some people can't even understand her but she gets me a lot of referrals. She gets me a ton of referrals. She will track anyone down in the grocery store that she hears talking about real estate. So your VIP. I mean seriously. I mean now I got she used to be like oh yeah I gave them your card. I'm like no oh, no I need their name and number. So now she has a piece of paper and gets my name, their name and number so I get their names and numbers now. So it's great. But you have to have people on your VIP list that are going to be out there and be almost salespeople for you, right? There's a lot of my workout buddies that are just these social guys that are just out there. Some of them, you know, are, you know, business professionals. Some of them are not. It just depends on where they're at, right? Of where they're, to me, those that's your VIP list, right? Anything that I missed on a VIP list? No, I,
2: I think uh, building off of what Phil said, they do not have to be someone we've done business with, Mm-mm. right? They are the movers and, movers and, and takers. On. For me, um, the Chamber of Commerce. Local Chamber of Commerce. Like most of those events, people have to go there because their ball says so that part's not good. But the trustee level memberships, right? There's platinum, there's gold, there's silver. I'm like rust, right? It's like, it's like copper. It's like, but it's only $1,000. The, the hospital president has to pay $50,000. I pay $1,000, and I break bread once a month with the trustee-level members of the Chamber of Commerce, right? Our goal is to be the guy, the gal. Hey, I got a gal. She does all the real estate over here. I got a guy, right? You want to be that person. So those, to me, are the high targets that they really have the ability to move.
1: At the end of every call day, if you go down to the theme day calls, too, I'm going to skip and then we're going to go next... Make sure that's a yes. Yes or no, right? It needs to be a yes or no. Did I make my calls or not? I love that. We just added that to the greatness tracker, right? Obviously, if you're, if you're new and this is all you've seen, but previous people are like, that wasn't on there. I think that's been a game changer. Because we go and like you'd have calls like, did you make your theme day calls? We didn't know. This allows us to track it. I think that's a game changer, right? So I'm going to go next. Status update calls. So on Tuesday, we will call every listing that we have currently listed. Alright, right, that status update calls. Any seller or buyer under contract. So, those are status update calls. People that you've already signed the listing agreement, you know, have a buyer agency agreement with that's under contract, um, and then a seller that's under contract. So, listings and buyers and sellers under contract. So, you call through that whole list. So, for me, and I talked about this in the last class that I taught, I have my team call on Monday. They usually take care of all the issues and problems. I call on Tuesday. Right, it's an easy opportunity for me just to ask for business too because um, usually it's going to be no your team is awesome when I ask them how the team is doing I'm taking care of them it's an opportunity for me just to ask for business so it's usually a wow situation but again your list has to be together with you if you have a data or CRM whatever it is that list has to be ready for you because if we go in there like Jim said when he gets in MLS he's going to be a squirrel and get in and mess things up or go get, you know look at some other deal just have that list printed for you um, or just if you're in the CRM just focus on the CRM what I always tell all my people that are on my coaching call is this. Like their theme days, they will easily get distracted and not finish their calls. I call my list from top to bottom. If I'm making status update calls and someone calls me back and I'm in the office, the team will not buzz that through. They know I need to get through my list and then I will call them back. You need to treat your theme day calls as this. When you're in a listing, does your team distract you at all? No. They know you're in there. If you're on a coaching call if you're on a coaching call. Okay, if you're on a coaching call, does your team ever distract you? No. Treat your theme day calls as if it was a listing appointment or a coaching call.
4: Or a settlement. don't treat our
1: calls like that. Or a settlement. Yeah, a closing, right? A closing settlement. So just treat your team treat your calls that way. Right? And you need to treat them that way too. Because even if your phone's ringing at a settlement or closing, you're not going to pick it up. <laughs> right? If you're at a listing appointment, you're not going to pick it up. And you better not pick your phone call up when you're on a, a coaching call, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right? You better not do that. B. Do you have favorite
3: times during the day that you like to call
1: on the day. <clears throat> so That's a great question. I like m- all my calls literally right after my morning meeting. My morning meeting is 9, 9.30. I have a little bit of um, break time to make sure everything is in order from 9.30 to 10. Just that anything I have to do is kind of like my little bit of break from 10 to 12. Is my, I love that as a call time because I think... We wait later in the day. It's just easier to procrastinate. Just get it out of the way first. Get it out of the way first and then work. You know, if we move it, I'm allow, I allow it to move once and never twice. If there is something that has to be done between 10 and 12, it can move to later today. The they cannot move it again. They cannot move it again. They can move it into one other slot. It cannot be moved again. It can be moved only once and that's that.
2: If you take nothing away from this class, it's a non-negotiable to not touch base with your client every Tuesday with an update. To get it done in a manageable manner is is the tip that Phil just – he gave it to me years ago where the RP1 flushes out all the problem. so we just call as the hero, right? That's it. I love that. That is by far and away – that was such a game changer for me because sometimes some of these clients get long-winded. They get sideways. <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't even, the team flushes it out, and then they can also flush out if there's a problem. Do we need a price correction? Give me a CMA. I'm going to talk to him about a number correction. Are we stuck on something, right? Um, and database is really important you're making these calls, so we're giving our call sheets back with the family, occupation, recreation, dreams, updates, but on our face-to-face appointments, we always flush out what's the ultimate scenario for the client. Now, Rita and, and Kathy Courtney and I did that way back when, in the early 90s, and I still use it today. The ultimate scenario for every client, and then it's, there's a capital M in our database for motivation. It helps me get people unstuck when we're making those client status updates, so by far and away the best.
0: So if I did that right, uh, you have your RP one make the Tuesday status update calls.
1: So, so they make them on Monday. So i On Monday, so when you do it Tuesday. Tuesday. So you know, most people coming out of the weekend, whether it was a listing and they're wondering how showings went and offers, like whoever's responsible for that client, whatever RP one is responsible, makes those calls on Monday. I will make them on Tuesday. So they time block, they shut their door, they make their phone calls. Yep. So they call them on Monday and take care of everything. Because you it could be negotiating a repair, like they had to write up an agreement, took care of something, right? They're wondering, you know, how the home inspection results came. Did the buyer's appraisal come in? Okay, that question is taken care of on Monday, and then I'm I'm answering just no questions, and I don't take care of anything. They've already done that. So, yeah, they make them on Monday, and then I make them on Tuesday.
2: Phil also talked about guarding and protecting your green time, right? Think about this. This is 250 to 500... $700 $700 an hour, or in our last post, we broke it down to like $11, $11 a minute. Right? You don't need the distractions. There's literally a note on the door. Do not enter. Right? They slide the call list under. I, there's a time she would do the lock on the other side door. I couldn't get out there. The call list came back out. Right? There is no interruptions. Play games with whatever it takes. Some people are just like... They were miserable before you met them. They're miserable during the transaction. They're going to be miserable after. That's okay. Call somebody you love first. Stop. Call your mom. Call your grandma. Get some drops in your bucket. They're like, oh, my God, he's the greatest son ever. No, I'm not. I just need to hear you make me feel good before I go get beat up, before I go into hot leads and cold leads and start <laughs> eating rejection, you know, like, like, like a salesperson. But, um, so I think you've got to be blocked. You've got to be mindset. Not a lot of coffee. Not a lot of bathroom runs. Um, you've got to use dialer software. Like, I was laughing in the other room. Like, how many of you actually use a phone to call people? Like, like, pick it up like this and like, dee, 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 dee. Oh, oh, that's the wrong number. Oh, dee D D You might as well go the old road. I mean, that what like <laughs> freaks me out from an efficiency standpoint. My RP1 uploads my call list into my dialer software. I hit, she remote controls my computer. I don't even come out. She remote controls my computer. I hit start. I can handle that. I hit start and start talking, right? starts flying, I write down notes, and I <laughs> gave it to her at the end of the call, right? Very efficient. Lisa. What does you say, like, first of I know, if
3: your person giving the call on Monday, how many of your people pick up your call on Tuesday?
1: Yep. Great question.
3: And what do you say that literally like you, how does the team take care of you? Is there anyone else that to
1: buy? Yeah, so um, that's a great question. The team takes care of usually every problem, any issue. Um, so it all depends. Like I will have the notes of the last call, so I'll know what if I have to touch base on any of that. If there's a wow situation that happened, I'm going to touch base on that wow also. And then it allows me to ask, for a referral, even more. But I will. The normal call is, "Hey, starting so to follow up. Make sure the team's taking care of you. At least, how are they doing?"
3: They're doing good.
1: Awesome, 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 awesome. So, while well, I got you on the phone, um, you know, it was a struggle to get your house, right? It was a struggle to get you into this house. That like, we looked at a lot of houses, got you in this house. You guys super happy with that house?
4: Yeah. And we're
1: getting into awesome. So I have a ton of other buyers that I need to get in the houses. You know anyone else right now that's looking to sell? Just go into that question. No. I'm a, I, I, I don't ever get that. but like, <laughs> I'll let you know. That's usually the worst yeah, I yeah. get. That's the worst I get. So, um, and obviously I said, just. I, mean, I my initial buyer and seller consultation, I will tell them that I'm going to ask them for referrals, right? One thing I do, and I took this from Jay Fletch. He literally, at the listing appointment, says, hey, I am not that realtor that needs to chase that next listing. I'm going to focus just on, on your transaction only because... My business was referral-based, so you were referred in. I'm going to continue to ask you for referrals throughout my status update calls, so that's just the expectation, right? Same thing with the buyers. We just have that expectation call up front that we're going to ask you for referrals. I do the We Need Your Help form initially out of the gate, so I ask for referrals at the initial consultation, and I already set the stage, and I'm going to ask for them throughout the process.
2: So can I, can I build from that? Because this has been a game-changer for me as we've taken a, a really hard look at, at CCRs. Um, at, at our face-to-face meetings, if, if I'm meeting with you, you're going to sign something, right? Whether it's a listing, whether it's a buyer-broker agreement, whether it's a referral partner agreement, we're going, we're going to sign something. But to, to way back one with Reed and Kate, uh, Kathy, um, I did the ultimate scenario. What's most mo- most important to you? Mr. Mrs. Seller, it's, it's November 12, 2022, and we're looking back, and we survived this crazy pandemic, and we got the household, and it was the ultimate. It was the ultimate experience. What does that look like to you? What do you want to see happen? What do you want to see not happen? Right? Why, why, why? You know, go in a little bit deeper. I get that information. I go through the paperwork. I go through the CMA. I go through the, it's all about you, right? We figure out what's most important to them. Um, so Mr. and Mrs. Seller, if I not only meet, but exceed your expectations of, and I weave back in what's most important to them, like they, I want to get the household quickly, Joe's transferring to an old estate and I'm not going to be a trailing spouse. Great. So if I help you get to home quickly and you're not a trailing spouse, the whole family gets to move together, can I count on you to refer at least one great client just as great as you I've done everything I've said there. I'm, I'm listening. I'm giving honor. I'm giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great, 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 good. So look, I want you to introduce. i want to bring in my transaction manager, Kim is uh, my 21 year real estate partner. She's been with me. She's much better in dotting the i's and crossing the t's with me. She's going to come in and help you finish up the rest of the paperwork. But a lot of times, while I'm out working with the buyer to sell your house, um, you're going to call in and, and Kim will take that call. Would it be okay if Kim follows up with that referral for you? Sure. I mean, they're nodding. Now, the last one is I bring Kim in. If it's in the conference room, she comes in in person. If it's Zoom, I bring her in the screen. She's already teed up. She knows... And I'll I'll remind Kim, hey, the client, this is most important to them. If we do this, they're going to refer. Would that be okay? And they said they would love to take that that call from you. So now I have a triangle of trust. So now we've empowered the RP1s on the Monday call or helping us on the Tuesday calls. Or when I do the Tuesday status update calls, I have a triangle of trust. So they're expecting. Like Phil said, he never gets this, no. You know, do you have anybody? No. remind. If I'm helping you meet or exceed your real estate expectations, can I count on you? I'm doing my job, do yours. I have that conversation,
1: right? We got one more question. We move on next.
2: Other um, status calls. Uh, two quick questions.
0: One, do you leave voicemails? And then two, do you call every like if your buyer's agent is working with somebody, do you also call that client? <laughs>
1: Yep. So the question was, do you call your buyer-agent deals? Um, I do not. The only time I call my buyer-agent deals is when they initially go under contract, congratulation, and then after the closing. So that's the only calls that I make. They're responsible during that process. Um, and then the other question was, do you leave messages? Yes, I do. And pretty much I leave it to where they don't have to call me back unless they have a problem. Literally, I mean, I close 300 transactions so at any time. I'm calling a lot of people. Like I choose anywhere from that you know, 40 or 60 people. We have a lot of new construction that are taken sometimes, so I can't talk to that many people. That Literally, i will blow that greatness tracker up and be my whole week. So um, I just leave a message. Hey, this will following up, making sure the team's taking great care of you. If you need anything personally from me, let me know. If not, I know you're in great hands. They're going to take great care of you. And my team does ask for CCRs, like Jim and mentioned. We're going to move to hot leads. I call leads every day. To me, the hot leads is just a day to follow up with those ones that Jim talked about, that one that's a long-term lead that you have to just continue to follow up with, right? Continue to follow up with. I'm looking at, you know, opportunities to to talk to, you know, people that are leads every day. Any warm lead and and this comes in, I'm talking to them that day. I mean, my team knows, I mean, leads are gold, so if that needs to be added to the schedule and there's a distraction, I'd rather call a lead. That's one of the things that I'll be distracted. Am I logging the lead? No, I don't log any leads. My team logs it. Love Log the call, yes. If it's talking to a lead, you're call, I mean, to me, it's. and if you look back there, I mean, in a little fine print there, it literally <laughs> says, must ask for business or referral. How many of us write something down that they talk to somebody without asking for business and referral, right? I know you guys are cheating on this form because I'm to the point where I have people like, circle if you ask for business or referral. Not everyone circles. That's telling me you're not doing what this form says to do. Yeah. So ask for business, ask for referral, um, and we can do that. Thursday is going to be our previous client list. We call our A's um, on Thursday, then our B's the next day, so we're calling letter of the week. And again, call from top to bottom, have your list together. So you're going to call all of your clients two times a year, because if you get through the the alphabet once, you can go through it again. So that's our Thursday call, have your list ready together. Same conversations Jim talked about. We're going to have the family, occupation, recreation, dreams we're going to ask for a referral. We're going to program them for referrals, right? So that's Thursday. Um, I know we're kind of moving through the call list, but we're kind of running out of time. We've got about a few minutes left. And then go into Friday calls from me. Fridays are builders. I, I do a lot of builder business, so I catch up with a lot of builders. So um, anything you have to add on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? The and, you know, thing I want to
2: add on Wednesday hot leads, cold leads, right? What's the carrot you guys got to dangle on Wednesday to cold leads to get them to bite? There's got to be some exclusivity right There's got to be a point of differentiation. Why call you rather than somebody else? I mean right now, with inventory so limited, there's all kinds of commission rebating and all kinds of crazy stuff and I should turn the mic off for of that, but I'm not getting into antitrust or any of that. But, uh, I'm just saying, I mean, there's all kinds of kickbacks and all kinds of weird things out there, you know. What's your point of differentiation? The point is to get that face-to-face consultation schedule. We can get into the wealth accumulator, which Rick was talking about the other day. That's going to be a huge point of differentiation between us and our competitors. Also, let us meet to get a better understanding so that we can help you identify any on and off market opportunities. Don't buy as one exclusivity. Aren't they tired of losing competition to 15 other people? You're going to dangle a carrot about all market opportunities. I'm not talking about violating MLS or anything else. We're all going on listing appointments all the time. I have properties coming on. I also have a small HUD account and a little REO account that, you know, I dangled that there's shadow inventory out there, there's stuff coming. The more clear I am on what's a perfect home for you, the better opportunity I can to put you in front of it, maybe before you're competing with others. Would, you, would that be a value? Great. I'm available tomorrow at one or today at three. What looks better? Right. Excuse me. What
3: do
2: you use for sellers? I'm the best. Look at my numbers. Look at my market data. Boom, 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 boom. If I'm the big guy, if I'm the small guy, like I have the unique benefit of competing with two of the biggest realtors in the nation. One's the number one uh, team, Kelly Williams, and one's was the number one agent. So if I'm against them guys, I'm like, oh, you know, how'd you like Bob? Oh, oh, we didn't meet, Bob. Oh, oh, Bob's too busy for your house. I own the brokerage and I run my team. Your house is very important to me. You'll have personalized service for me. I'm not offering any of that if I'm the big guy and dominate in marketplace. How about got, you, Phil? Yeah,
1: um, s- same two things you touched on. Right. Um, we got a few more questions cool. here. Um, I got well, first one back here, and we'll go around. Question, Nikki. Yeah. So, what do you do? Do you have a copy of your buyer's
3: information that you send us, or is it?
1: So that's a great question. Copy a buyer's presentation. We have a generic one when you sign up for the core, and they pretty much put all of ours together. So it's the best buyer presentation you can ever have. It has all of us coaches we put it together, so you can reach out to your concierge and get that.
0: your as well?
1: Yeah, so my team's calling leads too. My, my buyer's agent's called leads every day. So I, we use Boomtown, so kind of that's my to-do task for calling my lead so my, that my to-do task is set for that Wednesday and it's either printed for me or I'm in Boomtown making those phone calls. Yeah.
3: Do you text?
1: No. No text. No, pick up the phone. I don't call text. You call text? You, you know, I don't just, count it. Count it? No. It works. It's a great tool Yeah. But I don't count it. But like
3: some people do not answer the phone.
1: I don't like it. Okay, call phone somebody phone. else. I mean, that, that's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. But, but it's great because you're still going to convert that but we want you to talk to people. Yes. Is
3: there an average percentage of like calls that company? like?
1: Do you see? Hey, how do we calculate? We need X number of we coming to us. So literally, just the call. The call list is there is 13 per day talk tos. If you just follow that, there's that's the conversion. If you can fill that up. Um, and there's times when if you're not doing it, um, we either as coaches, you're either not making the phone calls or you're just not having the right conversations, um, so we're going to just increase that number for you and increase and make you like... I've had one of my, my students, I've made them double the greatness tracker and their business blew up. I mean, I'm like, I don't know what this... Making more phone calls, more contacts. And that
2: that lead tracker will give you that, the different pillars of income will help us track where our conversion is, and you'll find the warmer leads converted at a much higher level. A lot of this, too, the calls are real reactive calls. Phil and John did a great class yesterday called Mail Call Visit. That's the core foundation, right? Mail call visit right so you warm up the opportunity close for the appointment once you're in the appointment you close for the transaction right conversion ratio close ratio but it is the letter from the heart the evidence of success the newsletters these things that bring in the call so we're going
1: to touch base really quick and we'll open and leave it time in the end to any outstanding questions we're going to talk about events what you can count there and some video ideas so for events a lot of people, I think, have this blank and they don't understand what counts in an event. They think they have to run the event. Do I have some like lunch and learns and stuff like that? I do. Yes, that counts in an event. But I go to Rotary. Rotary counts as an event. I work out every day with my VIPs, my people that are really important to me, that are my referral partners that are out there for me. That counts as an event. You're seeing them, right? That counts as an event. Literally, I had... My student comes to town, like my students come to town, and they'll visit me, and they'll come work out with me. Um, They were literally running, and they were kind of a little slower. Um, Out of a lot of shapes, they were running with a bunch of other guys. They are like, hey, you moving to town. like, no, no. They're like, you know if you move to town, you have to use Phil. Like, literally, as we're running around. So they're out there. So that's a VIP. So my workout group, I mean, lacrosse games. um, You go to a wedding, you're talking to people about real estate. I mean, it always comes up. That's an event. I think a lot of people aren't putting down events and tracking events. Right? But you can't be at an event and be the person in the corner. Obviously, your high eyes, So, should you be there, having a, have a conversation. Anything else I missed on events? Um, B&I, um, chamber events, anything like that, it's an event. Happy hour, you have a happy hour event. Yeah, that counts, right? You have your big client events. Those count like that. Those things count like events. What about like church stuff or, or Bible study or something like that? <laughs> yes, I mean, I, I, if it's just straight up Bible study and again, nothing else comes out of it, um, I think, you know, usually conversations happen outside of it after. I think that, you know, anything like that, there's other conversations. Or if it's a group and you're having Bible study with your VIPs, I think count it. But if it's a group that, you know, is not really VIPs and they're not those people that are out there for you, whatever, even if, it's, if I was working out with a bunch of guys that weren't helping me out with my business, then that probably wouldn't be on there too. So something that you know that there's people there. I mean, I went to a charity golf event. Literally, there was 144 golfers there. I mean, either clients or referring partners, there was 70 to 80 people and I didn't even run the event. So I'm like, this is a great event. I didn't have to run this. And like half of these people are my clients and my previous clients and my referral partners. It was like, those are like, that is a huge event. I should have counted that like five times on there, but like, so those are events you want. Nice, big events.
2: Speed Um, speed networking. A lot of uh, BNIs do that, a lot of Chamber of Commerce do that. That's an awesome opportunity Mm -hmm. to perfect your elevator speech with your point of differentiation in your marketplace. They ring a bell in 30 seconds, you move. You do it again. They ring a bell, they move. You, you'll walk out with 40 cards, and that's a great list of people to be able to call back and follow. Cool. Um, right. I just wanted to touch video for yep. uh, uh, 30 seconds. So um, they, they literally, my RP1 remote controls my computer. She opens up eight tabs on my computer, eight bonbon screens, and eight scripts for videos. I send you guys a video on Monday if I'm coaching you. Send one of my team, one of my database, one of my... Uh, brokerage, one through my VIP, some of my geographic farms, and I'm just giving them a brief synopsis of what's happening and update. Uh, and the reason I'm sharing this is they're awkward, they're weird, they're not, I don't watch them, you know, it's, it's just, I haven't deemed much value in it, and I can't tell you, with this shift in the market, how many people have stopped me. Like, I'm driving <coughs> out of my street, a neighbor stops me, and he's talking, and he was reciting something i said and and he said i said it i'm like i'm never even talking to you like what are you talking about and i must have looked strange and he said you know that video you send every week or you know the facebook post and i'm like oh my gosh like you listen to that it's so weird like all the information we have at our fingertips that we take for granted is valuable why not to wait to buy interest rates are going up appreciation still going up why to buy in a seller's market There's Keeping Matters Current, I think. Yeah, that's think. A great. great resource. He, he has great data. You can repurpose the content. Quick, short videos. Again, a video warms up a phone call, warms up the events. It's just these all tied together. I'm telling you, if this is
1: a million-dollar tool.
2: I, I 100%, can't tell you.
1: hundred percent. So, I, Jim talked about like market status updates, stuff that's going on in the real estate market videos. I do some other fun, just videos just to be in front of them again, right? So right now, um, I love sports, I do a lot of sports stuff. So um, I send out every week, um, I have everybody doing ESPN pick'em. So I send them like, hey, pick every NFL game this week, the winner gets $200 of their charity of choice. So literally, it's just out there, it's just fun, it's a fun video, so at the end of the week, at the winner, I'm like, hey, you know, so and so won, their charity's going to X charity, congratulations, make sure you get your picks in for this week. Literally, they just see me and it's just a video talking about football, which everyone has their football team and they're like, and they're all getting I'm like, hey, I almost won and it was a tiebreaker and it went down the points like, and they're like, hey, this is so great. Literally, one of my clients um, I, I donated to their charity, um, their son won, so his son's charity that he picked. He donated more, and I donated even more. So like, and then he did this whole video, put this out there, and again, that's not why I do it, but like he made it even a bigger deal than when I make it and all it is. I'm going to give the money away anyways, so I want to just have them pick their charity. I do the same thing for March Madness, right? Um, at the end of every uh, month, I do exactly what Rick did. He honored everyone who sent him a referral. Right? And brought him up on stage. I can't bring him up on stage so I just do a video sending it to my entire database of all the people that referred me. i say thank you very much for your referral. I greatly appreciate you me. If I can help anyone you know next month please let me know. So people are going to hear all these people that are referring me they might want to hear their name. Or if they hear their name like oh that's super cool. He like you know he obviously called me um, he obviously sent me a video, sent me a gift, and he honored me in front of everybody. So, that's another opportunity for a video. Don't overthink it, right? right. Don't over- I hated doing videos. Just don't overthink okay. it. Just do it, right? I do... Um, we do. We did a video um, asking people, like, Hey, you know what? I saw your house when you first moved in. Um, we're going to have a decorate, design your con- house contest. So if you've done a renovation, right, do a before and after picture, send it to us, post it on our social media, tag us, and we're going to pick a winner. We're going to donate, you know, five hundred dollars to your charity of choice, whatever that is. So we do fun things like that, pumpkin carving contest. I just do a video just about that, right? I just do a video about anything, anything you have going on that you enjoy. People will watch it. People will watch it. It's
3: awesome.
1: So I, I I do not do Facebook. I think you do Facebook, don't you, Jim? Uh, yeah, you they
2: you, they repurpose their places yeah, on the places online. I send
1: it just to my database. So we're sure gonna, there. We got a couple minutes. We're just going to open up for questions. That was kind of a quick, I mean, run through. I think literally we could probably teach the greatness tracker for a day and a half, yeah. right? But we've jammed everything in there, you know. Uh, but I want to open up for any questions. What we didn't cover, we want to make sure we cover it. Zach.
2: And and uh, and as we're opening up for questions, you guys, we've got about five minutes left. Um, so be strategic questions, and if you would turn over to the back of your name badge, there's a QR code there. Um, If, for whatever reason, Phil and I did not provide enough value for you and you do not feel we were worth a five, please stop us at the end of the door and tell us what we could do better. Uh, Otherwise, please rate us in this class. Self-service has been a little bit wonky.
1: I actually, I think it needs to be better today. Rick said we had to be better in every oh, one yeah. five. So, I think six. I did five yesterday. So I need six. Is there a six on <laughs> there? Give me a six. <laughs> Zach, questions. Yeah, real gonna... yeah,
0: quick. You said you do a referral video that you send out And thank you. Is that once a
1: month? Yeah, once a month. Yeah, once, a month. once a month, the whole database. Great question. Lisa? Regarding
3: that same question, is, is that the only thing that we talked about in that video? Is there some other market
1: update? It was That's it. That's it. <laughs> it. Yep. The, That's it. Um, Kevin? <laughs> On um, your
0: calls, if you have a day where you're not in the office, how are you doing with your calls, like in your car when you don't have
2: your phone or your laptop or your computer? Or your computer? I, it, I I have to be grounded to do my calls. Yeah. So I mean, I will do some in the car, but I'm just nowhere near as efficient grounded.
1: The way yeah. I do the way I do them I do them in the car because I'm kind of you know I, I'm just on the go. Um, I have my list there so I can literally see it, and I just tell Siri to call whoever I'm calling. Okay. So I just literally would just tell Siri like you know. Call whoever. Hopefully, it's not calling anyone. I've done that before. I'm in class and I just started calling somebody.
2: Well, look, 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 Lombardi teaches, right? If you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. So I'm, I'm a freak about being late, so I'm always 15 minutes early. I will pull out my binder and work on my call list while I'm sitting there, so I usually do have some ben, time now. look, I
1: got it right without the tag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
2: videos 500, is that like the goal for each week you want to send out
4: 500 videos?
1: A minimum, so not 500 different videos. A video, it could be one video to 500 people. Right. it could be one video. You have, to have a minimum of 500 people, not 500 videos, but a minimum of 500.
2: And we're trying to get it to a minimum of four, four categories.
1: Yeah, so what, I mean, to me, my database. If I send it to my database, there you go, there it is. So I'm, I'm usually over that number. Some people use, you know, social media, and then they'll just count the views. So uh, to me, it's, it's just to me, just do it. Put it, I mean, like Jim does, put it everywhere. I mean, that's one of the things I'm talking about. Put it on social media. If it's something that's content, we do add some stuff on social media and um, on our site that might just be a video that, you know, is something worth putting on there, right? So.
2: It's the most efficient thing we can do. Yeah. It's, it's 30 to 45, two minutes. It's free. And you blast it out on of- the software. As agents, we used to pay thousands of dollars for these real estate mm. pages of advertising. Yeah, Like, it's quick, free, instant. I mean, it's. Literally, again, they can see your expression, all the wrinkles on the forehead, like it's really good right now, right?
1: Any other questions? All right, so we have lunch next, and then we're back in general session. Lunch and then general session. Thank you guys very much. Thank you, thank you
0: been listening to the Corps sales training Bootcamp. for registration information about our two day business building summits call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.latorraining.com